Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Good morning and welcome to the eighth day of my 12 Saints 12 Days blog series from All Saints to Veterans Day. Today, uh, on November 8th, we're talking about Des, the Philippian jailer. I've, I don't know if anybody else calls him Des, but I do. Um, and that's because he's the Desmophylax. Desmos being um, a bond or, uh, uh, you know, or a, uh, an imprisoner, an imprisonment. And phylax being uh, a cognate with phalanx, the Greek um, military unit, uh, means uh, secured or, you know, ordered. And Desmophylax uh, were the jailers of all the different towns. And uh, it's not just any jailer, but the jailer of Philippi. And Philippi is a special town. Philippi was a military colony. It was a settled, you know, a settlement before all of what is what I'm about to explain takes place, um, but it was kind of a backwoods um, thing. What it didn't have any significant strategic or or economic value. But in 42 BCE, it was the site of the Liberator Civil War, which is the the final battle between Brutus, who uh, you know of Julius Caesar's fame, and Octavian and Mark Antony. Mark Antony and Octavian were on the side of the empire, and Brutus and his co-commander, I cannot remember the other general's name, but essentially the Battle of Philippi in 42 BCE is the battle that uh, that killed the Republic. Um, Mark Antony and Octavian succeed. Um, Brutus um, commits suicide. Uh, he's a Stoic, which is kind of odd. But anyway, um, and... Once Philippi has secured the victory for the empire, Octavian and Mark Antony retire several cohorts of legionarii um, there in Philippi, um, and it becomes a military colony. Military colonies are uh, usually out in the provinces, and soldiers were, were retired there as veterans for two reasons. One, it's a fulfillment of their veterans' benefits, which was land and money at their honorable discharge. The other thing is that as a veteran for the first five years, you're still obligated um, you were still obligated to some amount of service. You didn't you you acted as a reservist so you could be called up, but what you really did was you trained other recruits and you helped recruit other locals into the auxilia. Um, and that was because the empire could trust you. You, know, you spent all this time in the military and you had a proven track record. And so you were trusted to, you know, kind of remain within the military apparatus and kind of like, like down ramp off of it. Um, and so military colonies also became recruitment centers. Um, but Philippi was even more special than that, perhaps because of this liberator civil war. Um, the, um, oh, and Octavian, um, retired even more troops there like 27 years 
later, I'm sorry, 15 years later in 27 BCE with Praetorian guards and other high-status Italians. So Philippi has a lot of uh, loyal Romans and many, many, many military families. And it was the site of this big battle, which would have been like Gettysburg to the empire. So this is a military town. Um, And it's so close with Roman culture and everything, it becomes, um, it's called a miniature Rome. And I don't know if there are any other cities like this, but in Philippi, um, they, um, they did not have, they didn't have their own municipal code. They went by the municipal code of Rome. Um, and they also centuriated the streets. They put it off into a grid. Um, and they, um, uh, I'm having a brain fart. Um, the last thing they did was, um, they installed two, uh, well, they called them duo wearies, basically two men, but they were military commanders, um, who were in charge of the city instead of like, not a procurator, but like a mayor, these duo weary, um, the, were the chief magistrates probably referred to in Acts 16. Um, and they, um, they answered directly to the emperor just as legions answered directly to the empire. Um, as, a, you know, uh, contrasted with, say, like, I don't know, in Galilee, where Herod Antipas was in charge, he had some autonomy. He ruled over, you know, the different towns, Nazareth, um, you know, Tiberias. He had some autan- autonomy. Um but and he answered to the empire, but his forces like they didn't give two shits about the empire. They knew that they were allies and they had some, you know, client relationship with Rome, but like they couldn't care less. They didn't speak Italian. They probably didn't speak Greek. Um, so Philippi is this you know direct conduit to Rome. Um, and furthermore, it's the first um, place where the gospel is preached on the European continent. So Philippi is just above Greece. So it's not Asia Minor, uh, it's not, uh, you know, Russia or, or Asia or the, the other continent. You know, in, in modern parlance, this is European continent, so this is foreigners, right? Um, definitely lighter skinned than Paul, um, but it's the first church established um, outside, uh, you know, basically the Middle East. And in Acts 16 is when most of the story takes place, and most of it takes place in Philippi. Um, the first person converted in Philippi is Lydia, a wealthy woman uh, who um, we don't know if she's married or not. She deals in the purple. She's high status. But because it's Philippi, she may have inherited a business from her father who would have been a military person or very likely would have been a military person and therefore would have interacted with the empire. And as he retires, maybe sets up this business where he deals in purple dye and sells it to the empire. It's really expensive and it would have been, you know, pretty, it would have created a lot of wealth. Now, some people think maybe her husband, um, Philippi, to my knowledge, didn't have legions, did it? It might have have been an imperial province. Now I can't remember. Um, But anyway, so Lydia is the first Christian and she becomes, she opens her house to become the first church on the European continent. And then we're introduced to Des, the jailer of Philippi. Um, and Paul 
uh, Saul and Silas are going around. They get entangled to, into a business dispute. They get stripped, and then they are thrown into jail. And it says they're thrown, the, the Desmophylax, Des, he is instructed to put them in the innermost cell. So they are thought of as particularly dangerous in a military colony um, and in the few places where you know the particularities of this jailer are discussed the part of the debate is you know what was he a regular old jailer which could have been any low-ish status local uh, former criminal former slave possibly current slave but in Philippi we're dealing with political prisoners and it's unlikely that a regular old civilian would have been trusted with that job. It's much more likely that he was a trusted veteran himself um, or perhaps was an active duty soldier detailed out from wherever his unit was in the Macedonian province. And that's my you know, speculation. We don't know for sure, but I believe he was part of the military apparatus and not as like a defense contractor, um, but as someone who actually himself had been in the military. They needed someone they could trust, not just because it was Philippi, but because apparently Paul, Saul, and Silas were seen as particularly dangerous. Uh, and as the story moves forward, there's this miraculous earthquake, all the doors are opened, and the stakes are so high, you know, the, the innermost cell in Philippi, you know, the dual weary, you're probably looking over his shoulder. Um, the stakes are so high that he thinks, oh shit, I'm fucked. And he begins to take his own life. And Paul intervenes. He says, don't do it. Everybody's still here. You're not going to get in trouble. Um, and the jailer, Des, is so grateful. He says, Kyrioi, lords, what can I do to be saved? And it feels kind of staged, like some, you know, someone's fast-forwarding through a lot of stuff, um, because it's clear that this guy was baptized and entered the faith. But I'm sure there's something between, you know, oh, I'm gonna, all right, let me put my sword down from my chest, and hey, what, you know, Paul doesn't talk about salvation. He just, hey, what can I do, do to be saved? Anyway, um, so Paul tells him, you know, believe in the one Lord Jesus Christ saying essentially, look, I'm not Lord, only Jesus is Lord. And because he's a veteran, or perhaps he's a soldier, that and a legionary, possibly, um, that would have been kind of difficult to to say. He didn't know he was a Roman citizen. Des didn't know Paul. Saul was a Roman citizen. Um, and so it's this you know, insider talking to an outsider and calling them Lord. Uh, both of them Lord. It's actually, you'll see it, you know, sirs or whatever, but the word is there. It's curioi, the plural of curios or Lord. Um, and so he um, he takes him, takes Saul to his home. He cleans his wounds, and the whole family is baptized. Just like Cornelius, uh, his whole family is involved. Um, the whole military family rejoices at Des being saved, probably either from you know suicide or the consequences of being let go. And there's this kind of side note that I didn't put in uh, the blog post for today at pewpew.substack.com, but the rabidushos, um, that the police that are sent by the magistrates, 
And the magistrates, the word is strategoi, which is literally military leader. Um, uh, Stratios and egoi um, are army and leader or front man. Um, and that's why I think it's the duawiri who are, who are the quote-unquote magistrates. The rabidushos, the police, are probably referred in Latin to lictoris, and they were the um, kind of pseudo-soldiers who were responsible for the fasces, which is the symbol of capital punishment, the, the sticks surrounded by, or the sticks surrounding an axe handle with an axe at the top, that's a fasces. So these rabidushos are called, and they and the duawiri are clearly embarrassed because they didn't know he was a citizen, and so they say, "Oh, just you know, just take off. Don't don't tell anybody." And Des relays this message to Saul, and Saul's like, "Fuck that! Like, if you're going to embarrass me in public, you better fucking release me in public." Um, and so again, here we see Saul, you know, managing his citizenship, his status, highly, highly strategically. Um, like if it were me, I'd be like, okay, bye. But he wants to make a point. He's an evangelist, right? He wants what Des got. He wants that for everybody else to see the the marked difference between God's reign and uh, kingdom and the Roman system, which in this case acted unfairly. Mostly throughout the you know Acts, soldiers are are shown doing what they're supposed to do. You know, treating people more or less justly, administering disputes, etc. Um, but in this case, he was unjustly imprisoned, and he wants everybody to see that that happened. And Des is, you know, sitting back there, and the the rabidushos go to Des and say, "Release them; they're citizens." And so Des has not lost status. Um, you know, even though he was afraid for his life and he was willing to commit suicide rather than face the consequences, he hasn't lost all, certainly not all the trust, if not some. Um, and so it's like this, you know, kind of happy ending for Des and his family. Not only do they not suffer some consequences from their overseers, but they also are are baptized and enter into the kingdom of God. Thank you for falling into First Formation where PewPewHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with PewPewHQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in an episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, Always family. Semper Familia.